Once again, hola oliketa, happy Solomon Language Week, and happy Thursday. Today, it is the 6th, uh, Thursday, July 2023, just in case you go what year it was. Uh, how are we today, Evie? Another day, another dollar, mate. Another, another day, do- another dream. That is, um, that's my favorite small talk when you, like, bump into people around the office, you go, oh, how you doing today? And they go, oh, yeah. Another day, another dollar, and you go, amen, yeah, and you just like moving. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah that's it's like it. Professional. Tier. Yeah, it's upper echelon small talk. I do love it. It's like super New Zealand. Like, it's the best. It's, just, it's the best. Yeah. Um, we have a really, really special show today. We and I know do. we say that a lot, but it is it is particularly special. Evie, you want to explain to the listeners why it is so special? We have two very special guests today who are Masbo Q and Party. And back in the early days of Tahi, before we had this glamorous studio and Sormalo and even Liam and even pre Harry, it was just me and some other people that aren't here anymore, but it was me. And we had <laughs> and we had these great live performances by both Patti and Masbo Q and they were two of the first things we ever posted mm. um, under the Tahi brand, and both of them are joining us today because both of them have new music. Yeah, so very VIP treatment for them, very exciting for us. Yeah, we like kind of just realised yesterday when we were prepping the show, we were like, man, these are like two like of our like very special like friends of the show yeah, man. type of situation. They just coincidentally are both on the same day. So it's awesome. Um, and uh, Masbo Q is also coming with another guest. He's bringing Jesse Booth, who's been collaborating with his latest release. Really excited. And they'll be here very soon. Yeah, so uh, we're going to we're gonna let you know. Um, but up next to start the show off, we do have the illustrious Putty joining us in the studio. Round of applause for Putty. Joining us on the show today, our illustrious guest, friend of the show, OG Tahi member, Patsy. Per, hello. We have dropped the disciple. Yes, we've dropped the disciple, because mm. I'm not a holy girl anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> Never was to begin with, let's start there. But. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was like, I can't have you coming to church with disciple in your name, and then you post pictures with no, with no clothes on. So, yeah. yeah. You have been away from music for a little while you've done live performances and things like that um but your what was your last release that was was it serious or did you have a did you drop that other one yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. you're back with a new single yes but how was that last sort of like year and a half two years away from actually releasing recording music talk to us about that break yeah i was going through it eh Mm. like I just had no idea who the hell I was. Like, Mm. really no idea what my sound was supposed to be. And I just had no idea what direction I wanted to go in. And so I just decided to take some time to actually figure out what my story was. Mm. Just realize a lot of stuff about the culture and about, like, how I fit into the culture. And that's how this new body of work basically got made. Mm. So it's all about... And you came to the show, so you saw. But basically, the new body of work is called Ka'a. And it's basically just about how... Pacific women feel like we have to fit into this cookie cutter idea of exactly what a successful Pacific person looks like Mm. and um, how a lot of the time it's so restrictive and it just doesn't make sense for young people like period like Mm. we need space to grow and have freedom and express ourselves and fuck up and like make mistakes you know because we have so much pressure on us it doesn't feel like that's we have the freedom to do that Mm. so yeah this new kind of sound that I have coming out and this new show which we've got some awesome people behind the scenes um, working to produce and market it it's basically just like a coming of age story like a rite of passage story about growing up being a little 
going out to the clubs, mm. like doing stupid, silly girl things mm. and just feeling comfortable now. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I went through it and I came out the other side and now I'm here and I have some music to give you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we, we talked about this I think last time or like we've talked about it a few times over the years was sort of like the sexualization of brown women yeah and also you were like quite notorious as an artist who was sort of the first brown woman to show some skin <laughs> I, I suppose, and too, with the, the show that you did last year and some of the themes you've touched on and some of the stuff you've talked about in your music, what has that reception been like? Do you feel like it's been... I mean, it wouldn't be without its controversy, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I'm in a different space now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, I was obviously going through a period of time where I felt like my body was for everyone else's pleasure or for everyone else's use except mm. for mine. Mm. And so I just did that like that whole sexual image that whole sexual empowerment thing that was really a reclamation of me taking back what i felt was was taken from me and so the reception was not good at all like it was terrible <laughs> like people hate people hate my guts yeah. like really fucking hate me you know it took a long time for my family to come around and mm. understand it even some of my friends just didn't get like i don't understand why you do that mm. i think now i fell into the trap of like going a hundred miles per hour like mm. not just doing that but also like being out in the streets like being a little mm. being a little which is nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with doing any of those things but i think the way that i was thinking about it was like i've had so much taken from me i have this is what i have to do in mm. order to feel some sort of empowerment because that was the narrative around me mm. was like this is how women get power back and this is how women feel instead of just doing it for like fun or mm. because i enjoyed it or because i like the person like I don't know if I'm making any sense. No, no, I get, I get yeah. what you're saying. Like, I think, I think we all go through our own experience of, of of how that looks. Yeah. And how does that? What's our relationship with that? Yeah. And I think you never really know until you try things and make mistakes or yeah. do not even necessarily mistakes. You just find that that's not for you. Exactly. You know. Um, yeah. And I'm curious, that I, I, I'm assuming here that that experience for you is what sort of shaped this new sound and new body of work you've made. Yeah, yeah, it did. I just felt like that era was so overly, like, unapologetic. Mm. And it was standing for... Sorry, I have to think about this very carefully because okay. I don't want women to think that, like... I'm, I've gone through that and now I'm coming back and I'm condemning that behavior because mm. that's not what's happening. Like you go through what you go through and you do what you feel that you need to do in order to feel safe and happy and, and, and powerful. Mm. But I just feel that um, I did it in a real unsafe way, mm. in a way that put me in a lot of danger, mm. that put other people in possibly a lot of danger, that made my family and my friends like kind of worried for me. Mm. Now I think that I've been through that and this new body of work... I worked on it with um, this girl, her name is Auto Angel. Mm -hmm. So she's produced it um, and it's real chaotic. Like mm. the music, the sound is super like all over the place. And even the way that she's mixed the music is super chaotic because that's exactly what going through that period, that era was like. Mm. It was just like everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Everything was happening. Everything was being reflected on. It was all just going, 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 going. And there was mm. no like pause, stop, reflect until it got really, really bad, mm. you know? And then I had to take a step off away from social media and then I had to, step, I had to take a step away from the stage because, mm. like... Sorry, I don't mean to get deep, but, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, yeah. I, think, I think your music, especially the body of work that I've heard yeah. um, that, that is on the way, um, 
is definitely very telling. I think yeah. that the single of yours that you've released here is so different <laughs> from what's on the way. Um, but just before we cap that off, I'm just curious, what you, you have over the years made a lot of music about trauma. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god. I'm not trying to box you That's in and be like point. she she makes trauma music like but um you you come from a place of your personal experiences. Yeah. And I think all artists have a different experience with it, but I want to know if if retelling those things in music is uh empowering or taxing on you. How have you felt yeah. like in hindsight? It was it's really taxing. Like mm. um I think I said to myself, I journaled about this and after this album i was like i'm not making any more music about my <laughs> thanks yeah. you guys had enough like i've given i've told you enough i don't even tell my business washing my dirty laundry in the streets anymore mm. but also because like it got to a stage where like i just didn't want to be on stage like mm. i didn't even want to be perceived like it took me ages to actually come back and feel comfortable like being on stage again mm. i just don't want to do that anymore you know what i'm saying like yeah it's just too much mm. and it's too close to home i think i think maybe once i've released this this body of work and then release something else which is a bit more fun a bit more light-hearted mm. then i'll think about it and see how i can maybe do that or balance two worlds and mm. not give so much yeah 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 but um especially with this body and you saw the show yeah. like i just felt like i was laying myself out to like dry pretty mm. much mm. so yeah in conclusion it's difficult yeah it's yeah. really hard i'd imagine so. i don't yeah. want to do it anymore nobody's gonna blame you for that yeah no i think everyone could understand like yeah it would be uh, yeah yeah um yeah. but i mean that's why i think this this new record of yours is very runs very parallel to it it's very it's it's also a great record thank you but it's a entirely different vibe um the single of yours uh, which is dropping tomorrow on all streaming yes, platforms. Tomorrow. Yeah, really excited for this new <laughs> single of yours. Um, I know you've got some big stuff on the way, so people are definitely going to want to follow you and stay up to date with all of that. Thank you. Um, thank you so much again for your time. We really appreciate thank you for it. having me. Oh my gosh, always a pleasure. Of course, of course. Look at us. Look yeah. at us. Look at look at us. Look at us. Who could have seen this coming? Exactly. Who would have known oh. it? Was? <laughs> I've only seen you for a long time. I loved that party interview. I I just want to say that I'm, like, obsessed with her. I'm, like, such a fan of hers. I think she's awesome. It, like, just her vibe is great. And, like, I'm, like, her weird little fan. Oh, you're the obsessive. I'm, like, that weird little stand. fan. Yeah, like, whenever yeah, she's got yeah. a show, I was going to find her after and be like, you were so good. Like, I think she is incredible. And I'm mm. a little bit jealous that you interviewed her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will make sure you get to grab, grab a photo with her shortly. But um, right now, I just want to talk to you about uh, this week being pay week. Oh yes. Oh, yes. oh man. We got big. paid early too, like in the yeah. day. Like usually we get paid in the afternoons, sometimes like the evenings, but we got paid at like like we came out of show recording on Tuesday and we were paid. It was huge. Oh it was huge. It, it was, was so, so good. Um uh, my favorite thing about payday though is um do you do you like ball out a little bit on payday? Yep. Yeah. In a real irresponsible fashion. I literally bought a twenty dollar bagel. Oh. on Tuesday and I was like yeah it's fine and I got like an expensive coffee and, and then you I got you a, you coffee. Got a coffee and I'm like don't worry about it like don't worry about it whereas like next week I'm gonna be like hey um do you, do you got 450 for me because yeah. I spent all my money on dumb stuff yeah uh, yeah, yeah payday is the one day of the week where I feel wealthy mm. like I like I'm like in my mind I'm like I'm the one percent mm. you know I go I go hit the I get on the delivery apps and I'm like 14 dollars for an iced latte Twenty three dollars delivered, 
Yes, sir. Um, priority delivery, extra dollar? Bah, get me my coffee yeah, now. Yeah, don't you dare stop yeah. on the way. And a tip, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Wednesday rolls around and I'm like, yeah, look, we'll um, we'll go get the uh, boxed milk, the long life stuff. Don't get the fresh <laughs> stuff. It's too expensive. And then I'm like looking at butter and I'm like, oh, this week we're going without. You know, <laughs> like. By the way, can I just say butter, a brick of butter? That's, that's how I keep my eye on the economy. Like I know other people are like looking at the stocks, they're looking at the New Zealand dollar, but butter, I look at that and I'm like, oh yeah, we're in a recession. Because yeah, butter, yeah, yeah. oh man. Like a head of broccoli. Oh. oh my God. I'm trying to eat healthy out here and I'm not Kylie Jenner. I'm not some billionaire. For that 20 minutes before I pay like my rent and stuff, I'm feeling really rich. And I I'm feel like, like as much broccoli as I want. And then the next day I'm like, wow, that is $20. Yeah. I feel like I should probably put petrol in my car and buy my groceries on payday because then at least I feel a little wealthy when I do it. Mm. I don't feel so bad about doing it. Because when I, I do I it... I try and do that. I try and do that. But sometimes I'm so excited about balling that I don't want to give all the money away yet. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, let me hang on. Even though I know I'm going to spend it on groceries, I'm like, I just want it there. It makes me feel good. And then it's like, oh, shit, I didn't buy any groceries and now I'm starving and now I'm getting oh, Uber Eats. Man, and groceries are just like... Like Do you know what that is? Bucks a week. Cosy like. lives, man. <laughs> it's the recession. It's the cosy oh, lives. The cosy lives. The recession. You know, I enjoy one day of payday before the cosy lives crisis kicks in, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's it it's tough you. times out there. But um, you know, what's your favorite? What's your favorite payday purchase? I'm yeah, what's curious your ball know. out like stupid thing you buy on payday? Yeah, Every, I like, feel like everyone everyone has it. one thing. Like everyone has something. Mine is definitely Wednesday morning when we work from home and I get an ice latte delivered and mm. it costs like twenty three bucks. But I'm just like I'm not leaving the house. Like this is paid. I'm I'm worked hard for this. Mm. You know, mm. everyone my, deserves a little treat. Yeah, you know that's my little treat to myself before I like immediately start rolling back. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Really excited to announce. I'm not the first to announce it, but I am announcing it on the show. Mm. Um, Swidit finally have released new music. Wow, we huge. Been a while. It's, it's been, been a while, a while coming. While. It's been a while coming. I want to say Swidit's last release was. Oh no, actually, they did release a song for Three One Two Day last year uh, with Sam V, but they haven't released an album. And from my understanding, this song is like a precursor to the album. They right. haven't released an album since uh, Stony Hunger, I want to say, which was like far, like like nineteen. Like, nah, earlier than that, 2018, 2018 maybe twenty seventeen. Wow, twenty seventeen. Nah, maybe even Gosh. actually longer ago. Let me. That was a check long that. time ago. It's real exciting that they're back though. You've yeah. been talking about this for actually ages. Like yeah. you listeners won't know, but most days, so <laughs> might all find a way <laughs> to mention. It's like. Swidit's it's coming back soon. I promise. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018 was Stony Hunger, the bootleg EP, and their debut album, Stony Hunger, was 2017. So, it yeah, it has been a while. way more recent, though. Like, I know he's just saying, oh, it's been ages since they released music, because it has, evidently. Mm. But that still feels like it could have come out last year. Oh, yeah, it's a very like, it's that, Like, it's good. It feels like it could have come out a year ago. It's still fresh as. They've released, like, a few little, like, uh, I suppose, like, EPs, like, little three pieces mm. here and there. But, like, they haven't released a full-length project, essentially, since 2018. So, 
I'm very excited. I'm a big fan of Sweetit. Um, Spike from Sweetit was my first ever radio interview. Oh. Uh, and they were the first people ever to invite me to the music video. You can see me as the only white person in the music video for uh, No More Parties in Stony Hunger. Huge. Um, so I've been at, like, you know, I've been a long time supporter of those boys. They've always been great. They've always looked after me. I've always enjoyed their music. Uh, and I, I am very much looking forward to this. But they released Not For Sale. The visuals and the song, it's out now. If you're a big fan of just New Zealand hip hop, Swidit kind of are the modern day like pioneers um, I suggest you check it out show them some love hopefully we can get them through the studio at some point yeah hopefully we'll if anyone knows it. them <laughs> if anyone knows them if anyone knows you send down the DM <laughs> otherwise I'm just coasting off. around only hung up for the next couple of days you know so yeah yeah <laughs> uh, you have you been living under a rock somewhere or Somehow missed our show uh, earlier in the week. Uh, Colleen Bellinger, the uh, YouTuber who used to do Miranda Sings, caught up in controversy around how she was communicating with some of her underage fans. Uh, and she decided to apologise via a ukulele song, which is not the choice I would have gone with. Like, it's it's just so bizarre. It, I, that's the, the worst part of the story, is that she has done something horrendously bad. And her response to it is like very like it's very funny it's weird because it's so bad yeah the only the, that's why I say it's funny it's because it's it's just the worst possible way to respond to this uh, like this serious allegations. allegation like, and she's like let me do a little song yeah but it got us thinking about sort of this legacy of YouTube apology videos mm. and there's a real oh. art to the YouTube apology yeah and it's always kind of funny yeah because it's, it's like what are you doing yeah because there's like there's like i think there's three categories oh there's probably four right there's four categories of uh, celebrity apologies there's the twitter longer mm-hmm. which is the long tweet thread there's the notes app screenshot classic notes app screenshot gotta oh, love that. that is a classic it's usually an instagram one but i do love it um the next would probably be like uh youtube obviously youtube video apologies yep. and the last one would be like pr press statements like manager releases a statement um like we've consciously uncoupled we ask for privacy at this time yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but youtube apologies are unique because they are one of the few weird like uh modern day infrastructures uh, like we have yeah like yeah it's like every time you think you're not like i thought the era was done in a way mm. i was like oh man we're never going to get a youtube apology again uh, nah, Colleen came Colleen. straight in there. Blessed us. Uh, with, with the crazy YouTube apology. But let's... Uh, we have some contenders for what we think might be the best YouTube apology. Yeah. We, um, for different reasons. We're going to list out five of them. And we're going to come to a decision on which one is our all-time favourite. Um, so, obviously, Colleen's in there first. Um, Colleen. Um, really changed the game. Really changed the game on, mm. on YouTube apologies and how bad they can actually be. Oh, yeah. It's really set oh, a new yeah. precedent for how yeah. to completely disregard what people are saying the about bar. you. <sighs> yep. Through the roof. Through yep. the roof. Uh, up next, we're going with Tati. Tati, famously. So, Tati, uh, was it, if you missed this somehow, years ago, Tati, makeup YouTuber, she was sort of one of the OG makeup YouTubers. Mm. She made a video exposing other makeup YouTuber, James Charles, for basically just being a weird bratty creep um and it caused a whole 
thing with a whole bunch of makeup YouTubers. But the best part is she does an apology a few weeks later and she's not sorry. She is not sorry. She is At PR all. sorry. And it's like she mm. did this whole expose video. It was the biggest thing. Shane Dawson is live reacting to it on Instagram for oh, yeah, some reason, right. which was also like, don't do that. And then she comes back a few weeks later and she's like, I'm really sorry for causing all this hurt. Me and James Charles are all good now. And I'm like, what? Like, that That was iconic to me because what is going on? Yeah. 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 Um, up next is uh, one of my picks. Um, it's not quite a YouTube apology, admittedly. It's a TikTok apology. CNMA. Do you remember this one? The interpretive dance. Oh, man. So she was responding to allegations that she had been a, not only an abusive partner, but like... Um, uh, promiscuous yeah. in their relationship mm. uh, her an partner. unfaithful yeah. partner um, she I can't remember who her partner was I didn't know who CNMA was before the apology video because that was what you know uh, but she like her other her partner was also like a very famous TikToker and she cheated on him with another famous TikToker and she also came out to be like really abusive to her boyfriend and like just was all around not great mm. and then mm. did uh, interpretive dance um, well, text was popping up on the screen talking about her apology, and it was, it was, it was in the same vein as Colleen, like yeah. really, like just absurd that they were like, "This is a good way to respond to the controversy." Nothing this says is... surrounded by yes men more than you thinking it's all good to release an interpretive dance with text over screen oh. video about cheating on your boyfriend. I would argue that it's like not. Uh, yes, men. I'd argue it is you are just so isolated oh, and out yeah. of touch. Like you, there's no one yeah. around you. Like yeah. you genuinely are all alone. Like, yeah. Um, up next, we have Laura Lee. Laura Lee. This is an iconic YouTube apology video mm. where she got uh, accused of. Well, not accused because there were screenshots of it. Yeah. But she made some really uh, racist tweets mm. uh, earlier in her life and they were pretty bad. Mm. And she got mm. called out for it and her YouTube apology video is sort of as represents what I would say is a classic mm. YouTube apology. She's sitting on the ground. She's wearing a comfy little relatable tracksuit. She's like wearing no makeup and she's like, I just wanted to talk to you guys directly. And she is pretending to cry. <laughs> and it went viral because it's like she's wiping these tears and they're just not there girl i've seen the real housewives i know when someone is fake crying so it's like I know, real i've been there for that and so that one sort of is a top contender for me mm. because it just remains in history sort of the classic mm. youtube apology um and i don't actually know what she's up to now i would debate that our next contestant is the classic youtube apology a pioneer of the platform Somebody who uh, transitioned in that period of Vine to YouTube vloggers, which was like a very common transition a lot of people on Vine made. They moved over to YouTube and they became vloggers. Mm. Uh, this person is now one of the most prominent media people on the platform. This person is Logan Paul. Oh, you, and you know no. exactly yeah. the apology I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. I have had a severe lapse of judgment. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think that one was... Because that was about the, the forest in Japan mm. video that I'm sure you we all... We don't need to say any more We don't need that. to get into the details of it, but I'm sure you remember that contract. I'd never heard of him before that. And then I'm watching this... Apo I'm, like, hearing about... I'm like, what is wrong with this kid? Yeah. And I'm watching the apology, and, like, yeah, he's out of breath... He's like, yeah, he's panicking. He's reading off a cue card thing that he can barely keep up with, bless him. And like, 
I think that one is special because that is the most insane thing to have to apologize for in the first place because yeah. what were you thinking, it's bro? It's so, whereas, like, I feel like the other apologies on our list all have sort of, like, some similarities. Yeah. Nobody has had to apologize for something like Logan Paul did. Because I think everyone, like, was like, one, don't do that, and two, was like, that wouldn't happen to me. Yeah. I'm not putting myself in that. I would never have that. done yeah, that. Yeah, I would yeah. not need to be in that position yeah. to apologize. So, Logan Paul, I'm going to I'm gonna throw it out there. I think that is the all-time best YouTube apology video. I'm going to have to agree with you just because of the insanity and the bizarreness uh-huh. and the, like, what is going on of it all. Yeah. Especially because I didn't know who he was before that. I genuinely, final note, glad we agree on uh, best YouTube apology yeah. video. Yeah. I don't know who any of these people were before they made apology videos. Because uh, I don't really follow people on YouTube, on vloggers, because I don't know you. Mm. I don't care what you did at the mall. We've mm. never met. Mm. Like, I don't care what you had in your smoothie, girl. We're yeah. not friends. So I don't really be following bloggers like that, even though I'm doing this show being like, I'm going to talk about myself, and, and then I'm like shitting on other people. But look, no one's perfect, and I'll be making an apology video uh, about that in the next, but, yeah. next couple weeks. Yeah. If you got another favorite YouTube apology video, please let us know. Check us a message. We'll, we'll we'll cover it next week if we feel if we feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky enough now to be joined by Mazbo Q and Jesse Booth, who have just released a new collaboration together. Welcome, guys. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having Thank us. you. Hello, hello. Both look great. Thank um, you. For anyone who can't see it, which is probably most people, me and Mazbo are in matching outfits, both wearing black and pink. And I did not get the menu. And Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> That's my B. Um, super grateful to have both of you here today. Masbo, our audience will be really familiar with you, but maybe not so much. Jesse, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where did you start doing music? What's the dream? What's the journey? Oh my gosh, how much time do we have? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been doing music for a long time. So as in like playing music for like over 20 years. Um, but yeah, I'm just a local uh, gu- guitarist. And so I teach... Uh, a session, so I'll come in for you know like studio studio recordings or like live gigs, um, and I just love to write and collaborate with other artists. That's what I'm really super super into. And you sing? Oh yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> um, so you two have done a fair bit of music together now. How did this like dynamic duo come together? I keep forgetting the exact story, but we met when we were doing this mentoring thing yeah. um, with, uh, what was it called? Um, Newfound Sound. Mm-hmm. It's like a um, YMCA-based kind of rock quest type thing. And cool. We were both mentoring um, the finalists. And then I think we just connected on a kind of musical level. Like, we both had similar backgrounds in, like, rock music. And um, and then we just moved on to our other things. And we obviously both have, like, sort of jazz um, interests as well, jazz training. Um, and me just, I just act like I can play jazz um, <laughs> and then yeah, we were like you know what well, why don't we try making something together um, and then we, yeah we just got in a session and yeah that's awesome mm. I like that um, you both are into rock music but are sort of making something very new how do you like translate that love of rock music into what you guys are doing now which is like a little bit rock inspired but I wouldn't describe it as like rock music yeah. right no no well, I, I'm in a few rock bands, so for me this is like a really nice palate cleanser and it's nice to do something a little bit different and like scratch that itch of music that I'm really into that I don't have another outlet for. And yeah, Hugh's great at this stuff, so it's nice yeah. to just bring this all together. It's honestly like the same. I think this project in particular is like outside of the scope of what we both usually do. Like I'm like bombastic hip-hop type thing, so coming down into a chill type of like lo-fi-ish jazz hop thing is different for me. And also subject matter-wise, it's not sort of what I do on the regular. So yeah, it's nice to just 
do something different. Yeah, mix it up a bit. Yeah, keep yeah. them on their toes. You know, <laughs> myself on my toes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the production, uh, in particular, on your record "What If." Who's been doing a lot of that production for you? Or is it you guys? You doing it? Uh, well, she downplays her her part. <laughs> so, so all the guitars you hear on that are her, like all the beautiful chords and and, and solos and stuff. That's um, incredible. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah, she's mean. Um, and then I, I kind of just you know come in with with the drums a bit because I've got a um, background as a drummer. Um, so we, yeah, we kind of put our sort of thinking hats on and and just mount our stars and and just yeah see what we come out with. We usually just like get in the studio and see what we're feeling. Jesse has a playlist um, that we kind of go through and we're like you know what this this sounds cool why don't we like draw from that kind of sonic um field or sonic background and, and then yeah just take it along from there type thing that is awesome it sounds like a bit of a musical match made in heaven <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool it is real nice and yeah. it happens pretty quickly as well yeah like, we usually write and record in about two days wow yeah it does it, it feels it's funny because it feels quite slow at the start um when we're kind of scrambling to make these ideas cohesive mm. like for a while it's like is this really going to happen and then suddenly something clicks and yeah like just, you don't know whether to like yeah, stick, stick yeah, with it yeah, or yeah. to be like ah Move on to the There's like one. some riff that happens, some chord that she comes up. Oh my, that's the one. Just, you know, yeah, snowball. That's really cool. So it's kind of like you're you try figure out the idea, then once you've got it, the song yeah. is pretty quick. Yeah, that's it. That. That's it. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, there's some obvious stylistic choices to the visuals you've released so far. Yeah. Um, what's the overarching theme of this project? Um, visually, we don't have much money. <laughs> <laughs> So we're, we're trying to make something look like semi-effective for social media with our very limited budget. But I think because we've um, the the second one that we did had this kind of like low lit kind of vibe. I think we decided that we're going to try and instead of do something super crazy with like the visuals, just try and capture the setting in which you might listen to the song visually. Mm. So like that song, what if we were literally just like in front of a candlelit table just jamming out. And then our latest on like Deja Vu, we're in a car just driving around. So we're kind of trying to capture that rather than anything thematically from the music mm. itself. Um, and I think, yeah, we're just trying to create these settings where you might be relaxing or chilling out and just vibing and then making music to suit it. Yeah. Yeah, like Deja Vu, I was listening to that in the car this morning. And That's I was like, oh, go. yeah, this is good. Like, it's like dark. <laughs> there's like no one else on the roads. And I was like jamming out to yeah. it. I was like, I'm doing this correctly. Like yeah. I'm listening to this song definitely correctly. Um, for Masbo Q, uh-huh. you're quite active on social media, so uh-huh. I thought that you'd be a good person to ask about this. Yes. How important is it for an artist yeah. to be on socials these days? Like, is there power in that? Is it a key part of it? or Maximally, <laughs> maximally important. You need to be on social media. Um, okay, so we're in a content creator age, mm. and, like, there's a little bit of resistance from artists, and it's understandable because I think artists feel like, you know, no, nah, I want to make the music. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't really want to create the content, but the two aren't as distinct and as separable as they were even five years ago. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, most people now, even the whole 16 by 9 traditional music video thing is kind of starting to lose its 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 punch. Mm. Um, you still kind of need it, but the primary way of getting your music out there is the whole 9 by 16 snippet type thing with captions, subtitles, um, just clear and punchy, just getting the idea out there, um, getting a few different ideas out there. Um, and then creating ways in which your music can be shared. Because I think mm. the idea is your music needs to be shareable. Um, so one of the artists that I helped produce um, recently, uh, she was going to put out her song with just the album art. And I was like, just if you even just go to the park and just film yourself like singing like the chorus and have the subtitles there, that will be way more effective because people just want something to share. And she did that. 
and, and the post was really good and it gave the song a really good kick to that and I was like that's kind of um, kind of proved what I was talking about mm. like we do need to be content minded um, because like organic growth if we need to if we're going to tap into that we need to tap into the ways in which social media allows us to organically grow at the moment that's TikTok and TikTok you know has its uh, its algorithm and what it encourages so we just need to yeah we need to plug into that it's like um, in a weird way this is going to sound so old to me but it's like keeping up with the times you know it is it. <laughs> the kids are finding their music on TikTok now we've got to get on TikTok like that's it yeah now I get it I, get, I also totally get what you mean some people are like a little bit yeah. worried about it and they don't want to get super engaged yeah. with it but yeah. it's like you're right like, having something to share yeah. is key mm-hmm. yeah nice nice um, thank you so much no for joining us today here in our beautiful Tahi studio and yeah. um, our matching outfit <laughs> <laughs> um, Nightwaves 3 is out now on all streaming platforms um, give us the quick pitch Man, it's lo-fi, it's jazzy, it's poppy, it's hip-hoppy, it's uh, what else? It's something to chill out it's to something chill out to. day. Yeah. Yep. That's, <laughs> yep. We yep. didn't prepare this. I don't know if you didn't it's know me. that. We, yeah, yep. yeah. It's dope. It's dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in news, it hasn't really been covered like by any like real mainstream networks, but I, I want to make a massive shout-out to um, Aotearoa's Deputy Prime Minister, uh, Carmel Cipolloni, who... Uh, I believe it was Monday, received her traditional Samoan tatau, Malufie, the Malu, uh, the female uh, version of the Samoan traditional tatau. Um, man, it's beautiful. She got a really great one done. It looks great. And shout out to Coconut. All the info's on there. They got all the pics. They got yeah, the exclusive. Yeah. Go check it out on Coconut. But um, I think it's great that we've got someone so visible mm. going and getting like getting this beautiful yeah. beautiful tattoo Alpito Williams has his bell which is like a really special thing mm. and um, I think having female representation in with the tattoo is just like a really beautiful thing it's like it's you know like I think in the same way where like I look at like Rawiri Waititi and look at his traditional tamuko and I think man that's beautiful that we have people in, in parliament that uh, have that connection to their heritage. And seeing that for Māori and us as Samoans having the Deputy Prime Minister receive it, it's like, it's a really special thing. It's a real honour. As a Samoan, it fills me with pride because it's mm. like one of those things that just like, whenever I see our traditional tatau, I'm not talking about like Roman Reigns getting a sleeve. I'm talking about like our traditional tatau, which is a journey and not an easy one to embark on, let alone finish. Um... I'm just like, man, that's so special. And I, I'm very proud as a Samoan um, to see Carmel Cipollone uh, embark and complete her, her traditional tatau journey. It's beautiful. Have we had someone in New Zealand before who's that sort of um, sort of high up and visible sort of um, have tatau like that? Um, or is this one of the first I'll times? Peter William Seale would probably be the only other one I can think of off the top of my head because mm, um, mm. he has his better. Um, and he'd probably be, yeah, he's the only other one I can think of. I'm sure I'm missing someone. Um, I don't think it's the first time we've had a female in politics in Aotearoa with her malu, but I want to say Carmel Cipolloni would probably be the highest in government to have mm. one. Um, yeah, that's a, from, from uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize if I am wrong, but, um, yeah, uh, it's beautiful, man. I'm so, I'm so happy for her and like, just like. Man, you're never going to hear the end of it. Samoans are going to be very proud of this one. She's Samoan and, she's Samoan and Tongan, but we're going to ignore the Tongan part. She's Samoan. Joining us on the show, we are very grateful to have our illustrious guest, Matu Perry. Woo, bow, 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 bow. Hey. 
I'm moving He's going to be very upset. We, I think we just blew the levels in our recording. But oh, hey, never. welcome to the, the studio. The couch. Very, yeah, it's the blonde's couch. <laughs> the Barbie couch. Let's maybe not start that precedent because that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, um, welcome to the show. You had something you, you wanted to get off your chest. Not something I need to get off my chest, just I thought an interesting social experiment that I ran. Oh. So, um... Very Nathan for you, Harry yeah. for you. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So I have always been of the opinion that... Sorry, one sec. I've always been of the opinion that uh, the New Zealand music industry, especially the musicians, uh, they're just so lovely. They're the nicest group of people, and they're so supportive of each other. Um, I've been kind of working in media music for a while, so it was feasible that if I was to post uh, something on my Instagram with a legitimate producer, so my friend Rory Noble, who's <laughs> Grammy-nominated. Burner boy. Like. <laughs> yeah, Grammy-nominated Rory Noble. I was out there uh, having a yarn with him earlier in the week, and we took a photo of me behind a microphone mm. uh, and a little video of us bopping... <laughs> to a YouTube uh, country rap type beat. Um, Basically with the idea that if I was to post uh, saying that I had a new song out, my debut song, I'm not musical at all, can't sing to save my life, how much of my following that is New Zealand musicians would essentially be hyping me up Mm. in the comments, messages, likes, etc. And yeah, they showed out. The post I did on Instagram for that, I think had like 19 likes and no comments. And this Mm. one like... A <laughs> lot of blue ticks in the comments. A lot of blue ticks yeah, in the Yeah, a lot of blue ticks on it. Um, yeah. The best part about it was good friend of the show, uh, Dave Borry, who works for Radio 1 down in Otipoti, Dunedin, um, <laughs> sends me a message and he's like, let's go ra- uh, interview on Radio 1, question mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my fake song... I could feasibly go on a radio station and talk talk out a fake and song. And nobody had even heard nobody it. Nobody had heard it. And that's just the, based off that of was the whole nice point of the social experiment was I, I, we already know that mm. New Zealand music's on the same level, if not higher, than the rest of the world. Mm. Like we, We're all of the opinion here that New Zealand music is awesome. But it goes mm. deeper than that to the fact that uh, in so, an industry where it's like, so hard to make a living out of it. Like, mm. there's the 0.01% that it can actually do it as a full-time job. Mm. Everyone out here is just, like, trying to make it, trying to do their best. Such competitive by nature, and it still is, but they still find the time to make sure they're in each other's comment sections, DMs, hyping each other up. Mm. I just thought it was very sweet. Yeah. It was yeah. very nice. But. It was, like, uh, like, the camera, the photo angles and things like that, it made it look very legit. Yeah. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw it, I knew it was a joke. Oh. But, um... Okay. Well, you'd already told me what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I commented, "Big things coming" with yeah. a flame emoji to yeah. sort of add. I well, helped, I, I helped. the reason I knew it was a joke is because you hadn't mentioned. I feel like you would have mentioned that. You tell yeah. us everything else. You would have told us that you were making music, and you hadn't. I saw the photo, and I was like, "No, nah, yeah, yeah." He's I do this. feel a little bit of social pressure to make a song. Then. <laughs> do it. Maybe, maybe, maybe Harry makes a song a with Rory show. Noble. <laughs> it's like crazy, man. It's so good. The thing is, he could actually make me sound half decent. I yeah. know this. I know this. He could. So, watch this space. Watch this space. Big things things coming. coming. (laughs) Big things coming. So, we mentioned before, it's a special day because we've had Party and Masmo Q on the show. And we, uh, I brought up that they, we had live videos with them really, really early into our time with Tahi. They were beautiful, beautiful live performances. And um, I'm just encouraging you to go check them out. I'm going to re-pop them up on uh, the socials today. Go have a look. They are recorded like over a year ago now. Mm. But so good 
like Masbo Q as a whole like brass band with him, <sighs> incredible energy and like mm. just like next level. And then parties, she has serious on it. Yeah, I love her yeah. track serious, and she has this great like vocal riff where she's like, "Ain't nobody got time for that." And me they... trying to sing like party, not gonna happen. And but they filmed so it at good. the Folly or Samoa, didn't they? Yeah, yeah Samoa yeah. House. So yeah, yeah, great yeah. visuals. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely check that out. Were you gonna post them? I'm gonna post them on Instagram. They're up on YouTube, but I'm gonna do the thing where you click the button and it goes to the top of the YouTube. I'm a social media <laughs> genius. Um, yeah. But highly recommend you go check those out, especially if, um, you know, these new releases are some of the first times you've listened to Party mm. or Masbo. Like, go back, listen to those live performances. You will be blown away. And while you're there, give us a like, give us a follow. Stay up to date with all things the Tahi. Uh, I've got massive news, huge news, breaking news even. Corn. Mm. Uh, one of one of my favorite bands, Corn. Yes, yes. So Corn, uh, after what twenty years of finally doing a collaboration with Adidas, and they're releasing tracksuits and shoes, and Lord knows I'm going to get a little Corn tracksuit. But the reason <laughs> that this collaboration is so like heavily awaited and like such a big deal is uh, back in Corn's prime, they had a song called Adidas, hmm. but it stood for All Day. I dream about sex. And it's this ridiculous song that literally goes all day. I dream about sex. Yes, all day. I dream about sex. Oh, 15 year old Saul was telling everybody, like, did you know Adidas stands for yeah. all day? I dream about sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, like, shout out to Corn. I thought that was the funniest fun fact to drop <laughs> on my friends. Like, gives me some edgy humor. And I'd, like, drop that on yeah. them. And, like, I'm not going to lie, I still listen to that song, like, reasonably often. <laughs> it was on my most played two years ago. No. Because I was just like, what bring a... it back. Like, let's have fun again. But they're finally collabing with Adidas, like, 20 years later. And I could not be more excited. I have never wanted a tracksuit so bad. Mm. Just an Adidas tracksuit with the corn logo on it. Wow. Out of curiosity, is the corn logo a piece of corn? No, it would be Missed good if it was, though. It's yeah. just, it's their, their logo is like corn, but the K is backwards and it's all... See, if corn was a streetwear brand, it would 100% be an embroidered corn, a logo of a piece of corn. Yeah, and like corn. an old-fashioned, traditional corn on the cob, little new metal corn yeah. on the cob, little corn on the cob that hates its mum, little corn on the cob having a bad day. Little corn on the cob wearing white pants. You know, a little new metal little piece of corn. Little corn on the cob. Little new metal corn on the cob. Can edit that in a video. Little emo little corn on the cob. Little corn on the cob wearing a corn Adidas tracksuit. I can Getting meta. It's getting meta. New metal corn on the That's funny. Next time I have corn on the cob, I'm going to send you a little pic. Oh, no. That's so funny. <laughs> I don't even listen to court. It's just. It's so funny. Um, oh. Shout out to Corn. Uh, shout out to Corn. <laughs> they saved the music industry with their song. Y'all want a single? Say F that. Uh, shout outs, music industry was saved after that. No one had to make singles they didn't like anymore. They fixed it. Thank you, Corn. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, we appreciate your time. Big shout out to our illustrious guests. Masbo Q, Jesse Booth, and Patti. I'm very grateful to have some OG pioneers, friends of the show, joining us on the show for their first time. Um, and, yeah, as always, we say tofasui for and... Atera to. See you next Tuesday.